Hi there, I'm so glad that you joined me today. Today we're going to be talking about my trip to heaven where I met Jesus and where I found out how sad he is. Let's acknowledge him, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, we acknowledge you right now. We thank you and praise you. We thank you and praise you for how good you are to us, that you're thinking about us all the time, and even that you haven't given up on us. I thank you that today you would reveal yourself to the people. Show them what you showed me. We can only see, Lord, when we look through your eyes. We just bow before you. We adore you. We admire you. And we're going to listen to your words that you're going to speak through me today. I'm honored to be here to represent you. You're so good. So good to us. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. And so that happened to me. I was in heaven. I was sitting across the banquet table from Jesus. I was. I was sitting there. I was looking at him. And I couldn't believe I was sitting there. I couldn't believe I was looking at him. I couldn't believe I walked through that great, big, huge blue door into the kingdom of heaven. I walked by my wedding dress. I was even checked in in the book of life. I was so excited to be there because it was a press for me. Jesus told me that I was slacking and that um, I could be stuck on the other side of that door if I didn't get it together. So you're thinking, what do you mean get it together? You know, there's lots of people think, oh, it, it, it's just automatic. I said that prayer and I'm going to heaven, and that's not true. It's not true. If you look at the word of God and you seek Jesus, you put your pride aside and seek him, which is what he wants you to do, you're going to find out you're not ready either. You're not ready, and that is why he's so sad. So I was sitting across the table from him, and, you know, I was just, like, so elated that I was there, and it was so exciting, and um, just looking at him was the most amazing thing to see him in person and him looking at me. And the thing that I, I believe he wants me to point out to you today is um, not only how sad he is, but how uncomplicated it is to talk to him. While we sat there, he never opened his mouth. He just looked at me, and I looked at him. It was like, now, you know, you know what he's thinking, and he knows what you're thinking. And that's how it was at the table. That's how it was at the table with him, and there were others there. And we were being told our assignment. We were being encouraged. And it was truly amazing. And the other amazing part of it was um, when I got home, I could still go there for a long time. I, I could close my eyes and be there. And I started knowing things that I didn't know before. Like while I was there, I really didn't notice how sad he was. I was just so excited to be there that that's all I could think about. And, and to have that dress on and to know that I made it was so exciting. And then also to know that I had an assignment and he was encouraging me that I could do it, that I could actually do what he was calling me to do. And so um, when I got home and day after day after day, he would just show me more and more of my assignment. But the one thing that really hurt me, and, and I knew this before I went, 
but I didn't know it as much as after looking at his face. You know, when you actually see something, when you have this picture of something in your mind, then it's different. It's different when you when you see it, when you actually see him. It's totally different. The love he portrays is amazing. I can't even explain it. But anyway, I noticed when he was talking to me when I was home, the same as we talked there, we talk at home. He wants you to know that. It's just so uncomplicated to know him. He was showing me that look on his face, how sad he was and why. And it's because he's coming and we're not ready. We're not acknowledging him. It saddens him that we're like in the day of Noah. We're not paying any attention to him. Even if you call yourself a Christian, think about it. Are you paying attention to him? Do you even know what he's going through? Do you know that he's waiting for you? If you don't, then you really hadn't spent that time with him that you need to spend with him. Have you ever, like, expected someone to pick you up? I remember as a child, we were, we were like, the couches in front of the window, and there were three of us, and we were so excited that our dad was coming to get us. And he never came. He never came. Or what about that phone call you expected, and it never came? Or that message, you messaged someone a couple times. And you could see even that they saw it, but they didn't answer you. And to be ignorantly waiting for someone is really, really, really sad. And Jesus is in that position. Although he's not ignorantly waiting, he knows what you're going to do. But because he loves you so much, he keeps calling out to you. He's calling out to you through me right now. He's hoping and praying and knowing, but he can't quit. You know, one day I asked him, you know, because I said, how long, Lord, just like Isaiah? And he said, when that person stands before me, it's not going to be as though I didn't reach out to them over and over again. And they're going to see, even, like this film, this movie, of how they rejected me over and over again. That's the way he talks. That's how he makes things clear to you. And so even though he knows that you're going to reject him, and even he might know that, you know, the thousand time all of a sudden you get it, so I pray that you would get it today, that you would see and hear that you could see what only he can show you, that you would just take the time. He's not going to quit. It's not his will that one should perish. Let me read that to you. Second Peter 3, 9. The Lord does not delay and he's not tardy or slow about what he promises, according to some people's conception of slowness. Some people aren't getting ready or paying attention because they think they have forever or that he's not really coming. But he is long-suffering, extraordinarily patient toward you, not desiring that any should perish, but that all should turn to repentance. That's his heart's 
desire and know that he's long suffering. He's sad while he's waiting for you to answer that message that he knows you might never answer. Or even the one that's taking so long for you to answer. I'm guilty of that. Until he showed me how sad he was, my life was about me. What about you? Do you think about you all day long, your family, your stuff? Do you have any idea that Jesus is suffering, that he's long-suffering, that he's waiting at the door? For He's knocking at your door, waiting for you to answer it. He's also waiting at the door. He showed me in Matthew. He talks about how he's right by that door. He's ready to open that door. Matthew 24. And when the Father says, go, he's going to open that door and it's going to be too late. It says, um, according to some people's conception of slowness, but he is long-suffering, extraordinarily patient toward you, not desiring that any should perish, but that all should return to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. And then the heavens will vanish, pass away. Well, the thunderous crash and the material elements of the universe will be dissolved with fire, and the earth and the works that were upon it will be burned up. I told a couple of girls this one day, and they started laughing at me. And you know what they said? They said, well, then we'll just jump in the water, ha, 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 and they walked away. It's like in the day of Noah. No one's paying attention. You're not listening. You're not taking God seriously. And that's why Jesus is so sad. That's why he was looking like that. He had his head turned to the side. And almost like relief, I finally got to you. You finally understand that you don't have much time to do your assignment. I'm coming. The time is near. Suddenly, just like in the day of Noah, it started pouring they never saw rain. Noah was ready. Think about it. One man loved God enough to get ready. How many of us will put our life aside knowing it's temporary and knowing as you give, you'll be given back, pressed down, shaken together, and running over? How many of us will put our life aside for him? I decided that's what I'm doing. I decided that. I put everything aside for him. You know, when he sees you get all excited about something, it makes him happy. He wants you to have your heart's desire. But he wants you to be that excited about him. To be that excited to get up every day and say, Good morning, Jesus. What can I do for you? I know you're hurting. I know those that you love are about to perish. What can I do for you? Can you care about him? You can't even do that on your own. You know, when you spend time with him and he loves on you and he shows you how he feels, you're going to want to spend more time with him. And the enemy's going to come and try to drag you away. He's going to try to distract you with stuff that's temporary, stuff that you put in the way, and it becomes your God. And then Jesus isn't your God anymore. In fact, you forgot about him. You forgot. And then you think on that day, when you stand before him, he's going to say, come on in. It's not the case. He wants you to love him. He longs for you to love him. Do you ever notice what God said to Abraham? 
He said, take your son in whom you love. You know what he was saying? I want to be loved like that. He wants you to love him, to care about him, to spend time with him, to acknowledge what he's going through. He's in a lot of pain before the flood. God was in so much pain. He knew it was going to happen. And what he had to do in the Bible says that he forgot about he forgot about Noah for five months. And he showed me he was grieving. God is a person with real feelings and emotions. And he wants to be a part of your life. He wants you to be a part of his life. He wants you to, to be a part of eternity with him. And it just works that way. If you don't love him, you don't get to live with him. Because if you don't love him, you love something or someone else. And he's to be your bride. You're to be, he's to be your groom. You're to be engaged with him. You're about to marry him when you move in with him. You're not paying any attention to him. And so how, are, how do you think you're going to get through that door? The bridesmaids weren't all ready, and they didn't all get through the door. And he was telling me I was one of the five foolish and I got it together, and you got time to get it together. Get it together now. Get to know him. Spend time with him. You could hear him plainly and clearly if you're listening. If you give him your attention, he's going to give you his. If you ignore him, then he's going to be quiet. Although I, I know that he's going to keep trying to get to you because he loves you. We don't know. He showed me he was standing at the door. I heard him knocking audibly. Are you ready? I'm coming. Are you ready? He's coming. You know, don't, don't be so prideful to think, well, sure, I'm ready. I've been ready for Jesus forever. That's what I hear all the time. You don't know you're ready. You can't even see without him. And I just want to tell you what he told me to tell you. Get on your knees. Ask him if you're ready. Ask him if you're ready. And then if he says no, which I'm pretty sure he's going to tell you no, he's going to tell you what you need to do to get ready. And he'll only give you a little bit at a time, not more than you can handle. We're to become like him, recreated in his likeness. If you're there, if you've arrived, have you? Do you think about him all day or do you think about you all day? Are you thinking about the kingdom of God, or do you cherish where you are now? Are you looking forward to moving in with him? Are you watching and praying? Get on your knees and talk to him. Talk to him. Go sit at the table with him. Talk to him, however it works for you. Don't take for granted that on that day, he's not going to stay away from me. I never knew you. Don't take for granted he's going to open the door for you when you say, Lord, Lord. When he comes, if you're not ready, he's going to be like a thief in the night. And you're going to wish he never came. You're going to wish you got ready. Listen now before it's too late. Verse 10. I read to you already, but I'm going to read to you again. The day of the Lord will come like a thief. And then the heavens will vanish and pass away with a thunderous crash. And the material elements of the universe will be dissolved with fire. 
and the earth and the works that are upon it will be burned up. Verse 11, since all these things are thus in the process of being dissolved, what kind of person ought each of you be in the meanwhile in consecrated and holy behavior and devout and godly qualities? While you wait, earnestly long for, expect, and hasten the coming of the day of of God, by reason of which the flaming heavens will be dissolved and the material elements of the universe will flare and melt with flower, with fire. But we look for the new heavens and the new earth according to his promise, in which righteousness, uprightness, freedom from sin, right standing with God is to abide. So, beloved, since you are expecting these things, be eager to be found by him at his coming without spot or blemish, and at peace, in serene confidence, free from fears and agitating passions of moral conflicts. And consider the long-suffering of our Lord, his slowness in avenging wrongs and judging the world is salvation, that which is conductive to the soul's safety, even as our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you, according to the spiritual insight given him. And I will stop there. That was verse 15. Get ready. Ask him how to be ready. Don't assume you're ready. Don't, don't assume you're ready. Because if you're not, you're going to find out you're not when it's too late. Matthew seven twenty one through 23, Jesus said, Not everyone who calls me Lord. He's talking to those of us who are calling ourselves Christians. Not everyone who calls me Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of the Father. You're not going to even know you're not doing his will without him telling you. If you don't sit with him and pay attention to him, you're not going to hear that still, small voice. You're going to hear all that other stuff you're listening to. And then many will say on that day, Lord, but we did this in your name, we did that. You thought you were doing works, yet you don't believe in works, so you say. You thought you were doing works? I handed out bulletins at church. I opened the door for people. I took care of all the food at church for all the occasions. I did this, I did that. He said, yeah, but you didn't do what I told you to do. You didn't do my father's commands. And I'm going to say, away from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. It's so funny how people say, I don't have to do anything that's works. Um, some people just start out my book, The Man in the Red Tattered Shirt, and they're like, oh, wow, she's telling me i got to do something. I'm not going to read this book. But they're the very ones that are doing the works at church and think those works are going to get them into heaven. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about doing his will. And his major law is love. To care about who he cares about. And that's your neighbor. If you care about what he cares about, then you, you love him with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And then you're going to care about that person that right now you're snubbing. You don't care about them. You don't care if they make it to heaven. And then he's going to say, I didn't know you, because that's not who I am. 
And if you knew me, you'd be who I am. Revelation 3.20, Jesus said he's knocking at the door of your heart. And if you would heed his voice, he would come in and live on the inside of you. And then you're going to hear him talk to you all the time. You're going to hear him. and He's going to hear you. You're going to have a conversation. He's going to prepare you. It's not a pretty little prayer that you pray and then you walk away. You become engaged with him. It's, you, you become part of him. You're a part of his life. He's a part of your life. And so if you want to commit to him, then ask him. Let me pray with you. Jesus, we commit to you. We're asking you to come and live on the inside of us and be our God. We thank you and praise you for going through all that trouble you went through for us so that your spirit could live on the inside of us and be with us all the time. We thank you for taking those stripes for our healing, shedding your blood for our salvation, for everlasting life. We thank you that you bore our sickness, our disease, our sorrow, our pain. And we want to be a part of your life. And we want to go do that work for you that you're calling us to do. And we want to have eternal life with you. We want to be a part of your life. We want to make you happy. We want to care about what you care about. Reveal yourself to us, Lord. We thank you and praise you. Give you all the glory. Jesus wants you to know. I hear him talking to me right now. He loves you. He's calling out to you before it's too late, before he opens that door, because once he opens that door, that time of grace is over. That's when judgment begins. That's when who he already separated, he told me a while back, he's already separating the sheep from the goats. And when he opens that door, it's already been said and done. If your name was in the book of life and it was blotted out, it's already blotted out. It's too late. Now's the time for repentance. Serve him. Get up every day and seek him. And you will find him. Knock, and the door will be open to you. He's so in love with you. Give him your attention. Be a part of his life. Care about him. Don't just look to him for stuff. Although he wants to give you your heart's desire, desires he wants you to want him, to love him. Thanks so much for listening today. God bless you. Thank you.